0: A long time ago on a spinner rack far, far away. The Comic Book Time Machine presents Marvel's Cosmic Comics, exploring Marvel's licensed sci fi and fantasy during the Star Wars period. Episode 93, looking at the extras from October 1978 cover date, including the seventh issue of Machine Man and Devil Dinosaur. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Comic Book Time Machine presents Marvel's Cosmic Comics. This is a podcast series presented by the Comic Book Time Machine that takes a look at all of the outside of the superhero realm comic books that Marvel does. And and they're, they're licensed books that they do. And for this episode, a Ben's Bullpen Bulletin episode, we take a look at some of the extra stuff that was going on around that time during that month. The um, looking in the actual issues for uh, October 1978, uh, looking at the ads and stuff like that, there really isn't a lot of new stuff. I mean, you have testers uh, who has the um, gliders uh, gliders ad that I've seen a lot of on the back cover in full color. There's the uh, bad news bears go to Japan uh, full color, full page ad on the inside front cover. And then inside, honestly, there's just a lot of ads that I've seen before, and so it's kind of boring to talk about them over and over and over again. Uh, there's the flea market ads. There's, uh, you know, there's a nice full page ad for Star Lord, but honestly, um, there's nothing really new or special in in here. The actual bullpen bulletin uh, does have, you know, just that typical thing where they're they're presenting um just the different what what else is coming out this month and so there is they talk about Marvel Preview number 15 featuring Star-Lord uh they talk about Iron Man number 115 uh which will have art by John Romita Jr. um there's I mean it's just basically here what's coming so yeah there's not a lot of special stuff um other than maybe Maybe I haven't seen this one before, but I, I I mean I've seen the ad before, but um there is an ad for let's see the company's called Heroes World, but it has uh, these different toys that are related to comic books you can get. And there's a Spider-Man car that comes with a spidey net and I want to say my my cousin might have had this, but I don't I don't know. Uh, it's made of durable plastic and it's articulated for comic action figures. And each car that you get comes with 3 posable 3-inch figures, Spider-Man, Green Goblin, and one other. <laughs> um and the the picture they have shows the Incredible Hulk, but for some reason they don't name him. Then there's a spidey utility belt, which I know I had a friend who had this cuz I remember seeing this or a utility belt almost exactly like this. It comes with a web, it comes with a grappler that's a string with like a plastic hook on it. It comes with handcuffs. It comes with a watch with Spider-Man's face on it. It has uh, Spider-Man on the belt buckle and then there's a uh, what do they call? Oh, just a communicator. That's basically, uh, I think, a fake walkie-talkie. There's a Marvel Comics mini viewer that comes with a cassette that you can put into it. That has, uh, I, I don't, I can't tell if it's you crank it and it shows a, a quick movie. It says watch your own Marvel movie, so it might be one of those things. I never saw one that had that projected. This says no batteries needed, so I don't know if it does project, but maybe it does. But I, I remember my cousin having something like this. That I keep talking about my cousin, but you know he's two years older than me, and they had they had toys before I did um they always had the toy that I wanted before I had a chance to get it, so I kind of actually got to to test it out with them but um he had one that you put this plastic cassette in and then you'd spin it and it was on a, a loop an infinite loop, and it was like um they had the one with uh Mickey and Donald and goofy where they were kind of ghostbusters and then finally there's these these other cars that are um it's green arrow or captain america the captain america come one, one comes complete with shield the green arrow one shoots safety tipped arrows so beyond that though i mean there's the daisy rifle and uh clark bar slim jim slim jim man they they stuck with marvel for a long time placing ads in, in those magazines so The other stuff uh, going on this month is, like I've done before, Machine Man and Devil Dinosaur, which uh, we're on issue seven for them. And Machine Man, this issue was not a bad issue. Uh, It's called, well, on the cover it says, With a Nation Against Him. And then the inside, that is the the title of the the issue. It's edited, written, and drawn by Jack Kirby. Um, It says, embellished by Mike Royer. Coloring by P. Goldberg lubrication by jim shooter i have no idea what that kind of i mean there's some sort of joke or dig going on there but basically machine man is going in for congressional um a congressional investigation and he's agreeing and and being cooperative with everything that's going on and they appreciate that they've released him into the custody not the custody into the um oh what do they call that no it is is the custody of um, the psychologist, Mr. Spaulding, Peter Spaulding. And so then they, they head home, on their way home. Machine Man is kind of an oddity. He's kind of a um, celebrity, and everyone's really pleased to see him and excited to see him. There's another guy out there who has created a robot uh, to kind of capitalize on the craze, and he's going to have his robot defeat Machine Man and get popular, and uh, they will gain the popularity but it's a remote controlled robot and machine man makes quick work of it and then uh they he, machine man puts himself to sleep powers down really low and peter spaulding is kidnapped in the middle of the night by criminals and so then when he doesn't show up for the congressional meeting that he's supposed to be showing up for Uh, People turn against him because now they don't trust him because he said he would do that. But now he's not doing that. And people are now all over the place looking for him. And he's just cooperating with the criminals. And um, uh, General Craig has now been sent out again to get Machine Man. And there's this congressman who's basically trying to set this all up so it turns into some sort of conflict on TV so that it can further his political career. And beyond that, I mean, it, it's a it's a decent enough story. It's 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 finally kind of getting into some of that um, stuff that Jack Kirby was promising that he would explore with what would happen if you had this guy next door. And, and they're talking about, you know, there the congressional meeting is, is basically because there was a uh, there was a law put into effect that was to kill or destroy all of the X models of these machine men. And he's the one that survived because his creator didn't want to kill him. And so. Now they have to decide what to do with him. And is he human or not? And he claims that he is as human as everyone else. He just has different skin. And it would work a lot better if it was more true, I guess, as far as that kind of metaphor that maybe Jack Kirby is digging for. But he is getting into that what would happen if there was something that was the robot next door that had life, had sentience. And the other thing that I really enjoy about this is, and especially in this issue, is you kind of he, he draws a, each page in that six-panel tier where you basically have a six-panel grid, and he uses those to guide what the page is going to look like and the layout of the page, and he very rarely breaks away from that. Um, but in this issue, he does break away from it in one particular page where people are, are panicking about Machine Man and what's going to happen with him, and. It's all these kind of fragmented pieces that look like maybe if you took, um, gave a piece of paper to a kid and said, make me a a puzzle. And they just cut the page, you know, in in random zigzags and created these shapes that have uh, zigzagged edges. That's what that uh, page looks like. And it's very, very effective, especially since as you're reading along, you have this pattern that you're going through. And the pattern does not break, does not break, does not break. And then all of a sudden, boom, there it is. And and that's the kind of thing that it's it's fun to see and it's fun uh to see it put to really good effect by Jack Kirby because I was kind of complaining I think before about this where it feels like he's just using that grid to uh, as a cheat, you know, so he doesn't have to really think through what the page is going to look like, but then when he decides to break away from that, it's that much more effective and so it works for me. As for Devil Dinosaur, well, <laughs> They're still up to their old antics in, in, in the prehistoric history time. Uh, in the in the last issue, there was all the aliens and stuff. The aliens were destroyed, and there was this kind of metal tree left behind. And so that's basically what we have going on here. I mean, this is definitely absolutely trying to riff on the um, the Genesis account with the tree with the knowledge of good and evil and all that kind of thing. And that's what's going on here is you have um, Eve and Stonehand and Whitehair, the three other... Um, cave people that um, are there with Moon Boy, or were with Moonboy, and with Devil Dinosaur, and they, they go to the this metal tree, and they find out it's not evil, it's trying to protect them, and it protects them from some dinosaurs, but then it encases them and imprisons them in a dome that it creates around them, and it, and it's hanging on to them, it creates this paradise inside the dome for them, and Stonehand is not happy, he he doesn't, this is not going to work for them, this doesn't work for him, He's, he doesn't want to be a slave to anything or anyone, he so he tries to escape and then white hair guy he he dies because of a radiation leak and so then they realize this is not good he this this tree thing was going to keep us alive forever well fortunately moon boy as he was walking around uh, he came across devil dinosaur and he and devil dinosaur come to cro- come across the dome and devil dinosaur helps break the dome down and the tree the metal tree that it uh, was c- controlled by a prime computer uh is destroyed and Eve and Stonehand walk away to go find a new place to live, and Devil Dinosaur and Moon Boy presumably are also going to kind of go off into the sunset, and they are going to um, battle the Dino Riders in next issue. Um, But I mean, this is where Jack Kirby clearly says the tale of the demon tree will be told, of course, many times in many ages. And each time it is told, there will be slight differences and changes so that the original version will be lost and remain true only to those who took part in it. Which are Eve, Stonehand, Devil Dinosaur and Moonboy. And again, this is, you know, Jack Kirby uses a lot of. Uh, rigid grids Uh, he does break away from the six by or three by two six six panel grid and does some four by uh, two by two four panel grids and you know he uses them for effect um he does there's one really cool panel where moonboy is swimming through a lake that has um these brontosaurus type dinosaurs in it and it's a really big panel really neat and that's really what this comes down to is this is all about again movement energy passion anger uh strength that's really what uh the art in this is uh done in the format for a basically a saturday morning kind of cartoon although you know that was an original pitch is why he created devil dinosaur for a saturday morning cartoon saturday morning cartoons would not have the old man caveman die of radiation poisoning so that's that's that the the one other thing of note for this month is crazy number 43 um that was uh had the the parody of jaws 2 in it and it's it's dumb (laughs) it's it's i i i guess maybe i'm too old for the parody uh type magazines like mad magazine and that kind of thing but i don't think i am because i've enjoyed you know reading some of the old parodies of, of the different things in other places but and the one thing that's kind of funny is that there is a crazy interview with um it's walter cronkite inv- interviewing r2d2 and r2d2 totally can talk and he's like well why uh you can talk sure i can talk can't everyone but you didn't talk in star wars we were over budget if i talked they would have to pay me and and then it does i mean i've seen this kind of thing before where they've had r2d2 kind of living a regular life outside of the movie you know in hollywood Uh, this is the first maybe the first one that was done um they talk about uh we all like know your background what your parents like well i'm from a mixed marriage my my father was an edsel and my mother was a maytag (laughs) it's not that funny but it's 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 good um you know for for what it is and what is it it's a it's a one-page comic strip the the jaws thing just had just dumb dumb jokes in it uh they call the island em enema island instead of amity amity island um there's one little bit there with uh, these two water skiers and they're they see the fin behind them and it's a guy and a girl. And the guy says, shark, shark run for your lives as a man eater. And the girl says, man eater. Thank heaven. I'm a girl. Um, quick, get in the boat. I can't, why not? I get seasick and they're water skiing. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, it, it, it's not the most clever thing I've ever seen. Clearly not the most clever thing I've ever seen, but it's there. It exists. Um, not Mar- Marvel related. There is something that um, I'm really got my interest piqued, but it's, it's by Warren and it was covered in October, 1978 and it's Warren presents star quest comics, C O M I X. And the cover is very, very clearly um, at least I believe inspired by some of the Ralph Macquarie art that I've seen, uh, for early star Wars designs. And right up top, it just says star Wars revisited page 22. And then Warren presents star quest comics. I really want to get this comic. Um, it's, it's, uh, edited by Louise Simonson or at the, I guess at the time she was Louise Jones, who I talked about just recently in, uh, the it's midnight, the podcasting hour podcast. um, which will be coming out soon, where I, I talked about the Swamp Thing's first appearance. And Louise Simonson was the uh, one of the models that they took pictures um, to, to give to uh, Bernie Wrightson for the artwork. And so they took pictures of what the panels were going to be. And it's a really neat thing. But um, here she is, editor of this magazine from Warren. And I'm very curious. Very, very curious. But, yeah, so that's, that's wrapping up the uh, October coverage from 1978 uh coming soon i'll be taking a look at the marvel cosmic comics that were cover dated november 1978 that would have gone on sale i guess uh, july is that right august no august 1978 and i sometimes do this and i'm gonna go ahead and look ahead if you'll forgive me and it looks like yeah it's a it's a clear a pretty Slim, slim month. There's Star Wars, John Carter, Godzilla, Human Fly, and, then of course, Machine Man and Devil Dinosaur. So, well, we'll see. We'll see how long it takes to get through that. But uh, I want to thank you for joining me. I want you to please remember that you can always contact us at feedback at Comic Book Time Machine about um, memories that you have about these comics. And you can also um, contact us on Facebook. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash comic book time machine and also remember there are some other podcasts that i do appear on to talk about comics and that is um uh, the action comics weekly podcast which is bi-weekly although it's on hiatus right now but um i would talk about the segment from this anthology comic um that's called the secret six which is kind of a fun dc concept Of a A A-Team type of superhero group. And then I'm also appearing, like I said, on It's Midnight, the podcasting hour, where I talk about Swamp Thing. And so that means on the Comic Book Time Machine uh, uh, feed, there might be some Swamp Monster stuff coming up. Just because that Swamp Thing scratched the itch for me. But I got a hankering for some more. So we'll see what happens. For now, I know what's going to happen next on this feed this particular sub feed or whatever you want to call it. Uh, we'll be talking about star Wars in the next segment that we do here. So thank you for listening and Godspeed. Thanks for listening to the comic book time machines, Marvel's cosmic comics feed.
1: Hello listeners, it's your friend PJ Frightful, that's PJ as in Podcast Jockey, and I'm dropping dreadful new episodes every two weeks. When the clock strikes midnight, the podcasting hour shines a candle on the dark corners of DC Comics. Those supernatural sagas of Swamp Thing, Dead Man, The Spectre, and more. The Podcasting Hour. It's a rotating anthology series boasting the terrifying talents of Ryan Daly, Rob Kelly, Paul Hicks, Ben Avery, Doug Zavisha, and other unfortunate souls. Prepare for the unexpected, open a doorway to nightmare, and enter the houses of mystery and secrets. The moon is full, and the dark spirits are rising. For it's midnight, the podcasting hour. Coming this Halloween part of the Fire and Water Podcast Network. Beware.